Testing, testing, testing. Blah, 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 blah. Ready, set, go. It's time for the Coach Amy and Coach Liz Show. A podcast for endurance athletes by two athletes, two coaches, and a physical therapist. We are your hosts, Coach Amy and Coach Liz. Coming to you from Kansas, Kansas City. Welcome back, y'all. Hello. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to talk about um, getting out in the cold and running in the cold in the wintertime. Running, yeah. If you live in the area of the world where it is cold right now. Yeah. Um, but so I <laughs> prompted this, couple things prompted this one. Oh my God. Um, I, we were out, <laughs> I never run into you no. out there running and. And we it, run on the same path. I know. And I've never seen you in I all know. our years. It's weird. Okay. So anyway, so you guys, I am running along and it was actually a particularly really cold, like we were breaking records here in yeah. Kansas City. It, it was, was in like the 20s. 11 degrees. Yeah. Like wind chill, 11 degrees. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, I dressed warm. It was 11 degrees yeah uh-huh oh no wonder so when so you cold. yeah <laughs> so, um but anyway I'm running along and I'm like I'm like oh here comes this person you're like running towards me you know yeah. and I'm like oh look at this oh my gosh and for me I can't turn off like assessing running form like 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 it just like I cannot turn it off oh so my here gosh. comes you know you're just and it's not like I'm like critiquing it no, or anything. No, I know. It's I do just, the same thing with swimming. It's just there. Yeah. Right. Just, it's, yeah. Just, it's just there. Oh, my God. With the swimming. Oh, my gosh. I know. I, it's like you're just watching it all the time. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm thinking, oh, oh, my gosh. What what effortless form? Like, just like, I'm, I'm not kidding. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she just looks so, you know, natural, easygoing. Like, like a just perfect form. Like, there was nothing. Yeah. So that's the first thing do I noticed. Do go on. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing I noticed, because you're wearing... You're wearing uh, cotton sweatpants. I know. And and, and, so I I noticed that and I'm like, oh, that is not good. And then I realized as I get closer and closer, uh, um, it's Liz. Oh my God. God. What was I wearing? You were wearing (laughs) cotton. And um, also, you were listening to music. Oh yeah, right. we, we just I we know. had just released that podcast about the music, so I thought that was funny too. So, anyways, I stop you. I'm like, "What is this? Get up!" No, and oh I took God, a picture. So I took a picture. So if you want to see that picture? Go to our show. Oh notes. my gosh, it's hilarious! Yeah, I look like a, a God only knows. <laughs> yeah. So, but the other thing that prompted this topic for us is that. Um, you know, I have a, a new, uh, like an athlete that's newer to training and like, especially continuing on their training, yeah. um, and facing a, you know, a winter's yeah. winter running. Yeah. And, you know, she said, Oh, one, you know, in an email, one of the things I want to talk about is, um, you know, I want to avoid getting sick by running outside. So I want to talk about treadmill. Oh, you already <laughs> know what I feel about that. I know you are like, everybody knows you didn't like the treadmill. <laughs> and we have our, we have our podcast about that. So if you we haven't do. heard that, you can go back. And I there's know, also know that link. I am a sinner. I'm a sinner in the treadmill community. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we just have to know how to run, you know, to do it safely and carefully and all that. And that's yeah. in our other podcast and also a blog post that I've written about it. Um, so we won't um, revisit that necessarily today, but um, I do, you know, it, interestingly, it, you know, people have this, um, 
I don't know if it's it's a myth that being outside or in the winter time will will make you sick. Um, and it's actually it's the the opposite for sure. I mean, I feel like it is. It is it's opposite. So like the winter season, you know, you hear about this. It's, it's you know we know it's a cold and f- the cold and flu season. Right. Right. Not as likely to catch germs being outside. We are more likely to to, to get flu and viruses um, by sharing enclosed spaces with others. Mm-hmm. And that drier indoor air in the wintertime helps viruses survive longer. So um, I say run outside in the fresh air. Well, yeah. And, you know, also, I mean, for those of us that deal with the seasonal effects disorder, I feel like getting outside is, is, I mean, it's a game changer, really. It it absolutely is. For mental health. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. Well, let's talk about that right now because Mm -hmm. sunlight um, helps you with the vitamin, you know, mm-hmm. vitamin D, um, and helps you with release of serotonin, mm-hmm. which is that good feeling hormone, yeah. you know, so it absolutely, um, that is, a, it helps you mentally. Um, and you know, the nice thing about running while we're talking about this is, you know, it, it, when you come from a triathlon background, like running outside and what to wear, like the gear is, it's like biking outside when it's cold is like a whole thing with trying to figure out what to wear mm-hmm. and the gear. And it's, it's, I find it very challenging to kind of pin what you're going to do running. I think, you know, you warm up quickly when you run, it's, you can get out, you actually need much less gear than you would think. I mean, as somebody who really doesn't like the cold and who gets really cold, I will run outside almost in almost anything. Like you can get, it's easy to, it's easy to dress to, to go outside and run versus biking where it's, I don't find it easy to figure out what to wear. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to that sunlight and that being outside because there's some physical and mental benefits. Um, the sunlight, even when it's filtered through the clouds, mm-hmm. we get that serotonin and but it not only elevates our mood, but helps you sleep better. Mm. And better sleep decreases stress and um, helps with your recovery. Yes, it does. So did we give you a good plug for, <laughs> for that part? Um, the other thing is that fresh air, it's like people say fresh air. What does that even mean? Um, and I pulled up an article. Oh my gosh. They actually have an article on what fresh air is. (laughs) Well, oh my God, you you got a snort out of me. Um, the, here, I'm going to read this. The quality of outdoor air surpasses that of indoor air. If we are living in a place where we are fortunate enough to have clean air. Exactly. Yes, we are very fortunate. Yeah, that's true. Um, Okay, so I'll I'll put a link in the show notes for um, this. But the EPA's Total Exposure Assessment Methodology. Oh my goodness. (laughs) <laughs> they found that levels of about a dozen common organic pollutants to be between two to five times higher inside homes than outside. Um, and that was regardless of whether the homes were located in rural or highly industrialized areas. So this is probably, you know, this is the United States. Sure. Okay, that we're talking about here. Um, but I, I have a link to that uh, in the show notes um, so that you guys can see that. But now picture yourself running indoors on that treadmill with all the germy, dry, polluted. No. I just suck air. it in. <laughs> just breathe that it's in. It's okay. So now. We can have a treadmill club. <laughs> yeah. No. When you are faced with like, okay, you're laying in bed in the morning and you're about to get up and you're like, oh God, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for the gym instead of running outside. I want you to think back oh to gosh. that article about that dry, polluted air and then maybe you'll make the decision to go 
to go out there. Um, okay. So what do you wear when you run? Okay, let's let's oh. well, let's go back to that. Oh, okay, sorry. I want to ask you, what do you do to prepare mentally to go outside and run in the cold? Or what do you suggest? What do you suggest athletes do? Because it is a, a bit of a mental thing. Because again, we're going to talk about it. But once you're dressed properly, it's it's not too bad. It's not. No. But. It can be wind chill where it's to zero, you know, it gets down to zero around here. And, and that's tough it is. To, to run through there. And it's that mental, like, you know, I always say, give it that first that first 10 minutes. Once that first yeah. 10 minutes is and, and you heat up, it's about, you're going to feel 20 degrees warmer. Yeah. If you've dressed properly, yeah. it could feel just fine. But there is this mental thing. How do you, what do you tell your athletes? Well, so because, I mean, I really am like super cold sensitive. And mm-hmm. um, so I actually take a hot shower before I go outside and <gasps> oh run. So I gosh. get my core temperature up and then I get dressed. So I'm warm when I go out the door. And that also just helps. Like I move my joints. I kind of do my warm up in a hot shower and then I get out and I get dressed. And like I've had all my stuff Is laid out. Is your hair wet though? Uh, yeah, but I mean, I'll just wear like, I mean, I'll either wear a hat or I don't get my hair wet. You know, oh, it depends. It kind of just true. depends. I'm just warming to... up all of my, yeah. but that way my core temperature's up and I'm kind of warmed up. So when I get out there, I can start moving fast enough that, that I can just kind of hit it. And it just, it's a buffer for me that I find super helpful. That's really interesting because to me, I find it the opposite. So say I'm driving to a group run mm-hmm. and I will leave my car I will not turn the heat on oh or my, my heated seats. I know because to me, <laughs> when I am all like hot and then I, I get out, it, it's the that that transition well, is so shocking, and I feel like if I don't make it as big of a transition, I I don't have as hard of a time. But see, so that's so interesting because I find it different. If I'm going to go someplace like that, it is much harder for me to get out of my hot car and go because I don't think that warms my core up enough. And I feel like the shower, like I'm hot from the inside with a shower versus like trying to warm up in the car. I find that to be kind of a brutal transition. Okay. Okay. So you do. Okay. That's so fascinating. (laughs) But like, okay. All right. So it depends on how far I'm driving for that group run in the morning. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, if I did the shower or whatever. But, okay, you guys try this. Try this and let us know what you think yeah. in the comments. But, you know, okay. Go okay, on. yeah, no, go Oh, ahead. are we done? Are we going on? No. Go. Well, I just I want to know what you wear. And then I also think, oh. you know, there's like, there's a difference in, you know, if, if it's cold with wind versus cold without wind. Um, I mean, there's just different factors to consider. Yeah, so... Um, we will have a link in the show notes um, to a, a um, blog post that I wrote about, um, you know, tips for dressing in, in, in to run in these conditions. But um, let's go over what I, what, you know, some options for you guys. So to me, it's all about l- layers. Yeah. Um, wearing and not wearing cotton. I know. Have you ever heard the no. saying "cotton kills"? Oh, I mean, I know that you would be appalled at the things that I wear to run. <laughs> but I was also layered. I had on two pairs of pants. Yes, you had on two. <laughs> I just needed two an extra wind buffer. Oh, a cotton wind buffer. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, that's terrible. Okay, <laughs> but so I was. Pr- it's. Mm-hmm. I've learned. Okay, at least I didn't have on my like. I have some like tiger print fuzzy PJ bottoms that I wear sometimes. At least I, I wasn't I've in the seen those. You probably I, have. 
Okay. Um, so we're going to say dress in layers of breathable water wicking materials and wind resistant outer layer. Properly reflective. Because a lot of this, these runs are happening in the morning when it's still dark. Um, okay. One of the things that I like to do is wear two pairs of um, mittens. So oh, yeah. it, when it's when it's really cold. And and there's also these like hand warmer things. Yes. Those chemical hand warmers that yeah. you can shake. You put them in your shoes and in, in yeah. because your digits are going to get colder You're faster. Freezing. Yeah. And my favorite thing to do is, you know those gloves that are just like, they look kind of small. They look like kid gloves and they're made out of, well, they are actually made out of like cotton what those things are like my nightmare you don't like those oh my gosh no it's like we're gonna pretend to be warm and you're gonna put these things on that look so nice and then they just it's farcical well i put them as an underlayment no (laughs) i mean you guys should see the face okay well you don't have to do that um but then but i but then my favorite thing on top of that or without those is um the gloves that ha- like finger gloves but then they have the little yes. outer covers the outer cover and the outer cover is windproof it's yeah typically it's windproof um and then i have some others that are just mittens mm-hmm. too where mittens mm-hmm. i like where my fingers are kind yes. of all together yes. smushed together and they're getting their own body heat yeah in there so it just kind of depends on what the weather is that day um whether it's a super windy day or not like what i'm choosing to do um and I'm going to, so, like, just, you know, sometimes if you need a wind block that isn't, like, something that you can maybe dispose of or you don't, you're in a pinch, a plastic bag or, like, a piece of a mylar, mylar blanket, which I know sounds crazy, but I think especially, like, I think about this for triathlon a lot because you are out there and, like, you're having, like, you know, if you're out there for long enough for the triathlon, like, the conditions, or, like, an ultra run where it's, like, maybe the sun goes down or, like, it's, oh, yeah. you know, and so you need to be able to be versatile and so... I definitely like I will run with an extra Ziploc bag or two in my run pouch if I'm in a day where it's questionable and I'm not sure if I'm going to need it and it blocks the wind. I mean, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's I brilliant mean, because you can stuff it in your, you, you know, your little race belt yes. or, or run belt yeah. or in your pocket. You can suck it in the leggings of your pants. If oh you were, my God. That is such great. a good idea. Also, because also the precipitation can change. It can. So there was this um, long run that I was just determined to do because it was, you know, leading up to a race mm-hmm. and the conditions changed while we were out. Mm-hmm. So here in Kansas City, you know, it's not doesn't snow that often, right? And this it it did end up actually being very snowy. But before the snow, you know, we started out dry, Mm -hmm. cold, very cold. Um, But then we had that sleet, oh, the icy sleet. Yeah. Um, And I had all those. I had on those kid gloves first. Oh, but well, okay. But here's what happened. You can never talk to me about my cotton sweatpants again. Okay, I know, I know. Okay, so. Um, and but I had that overlayer, but it had gotten warm, so I had taken the overlayer off. Yeah. And that then we had started having the precipitation. Yeah. Well, then those got um, wet, and yes. then they froze. Yes. And then, you know, this was a twenty mile run. Yeah. And afterwards, when I peeled them off, it yeah. took my um, layer of skin. Oh my, oh my gosh, God, it Amy! Was awful. I know it was awful. Well, that was you know that was back in the day. I was learning. Oh, well, I know I was learning, learn. but unfortunately, I hadn't 
I didn't remove those at the right time. That's um, and put on that overlayment, and it would have been great if I'd had the plastic baggies yes, or even those old mylar blankets, like you said. Like it's you great. can collect those, you, you can, can. You, and you recycle you know them for use. You know I do. <laughs> I mean, they, because they're a good wind block too. Like you can put them in your core mm-hmm. and like put it underneath your shirt so that it doesn't gather the wind and it and it blocks the wind from your core. But then it's something that's really easy to dispose of. But right. you know, we had um, so this is a good chance to just quickly talk yeah. about um, Iron Man California. That was a couple weeks ago. Yes. And, you know, that race, like the the weather conditions on that race were just, it, it was a pretty, it was this, it was a sort of day, you know, because I feel like my athletes always like kind of, you know, I always make them plan for like plans A through like F. I mean, we, you know, we've thought through all the scenarios and you know how you're going to do it, not to like, you know, create insanity, but you need to have a plan because otherwise you're just afraid and you're not, you know, if something goes wrong. But it was one of those days where like, tons of stuff went south and one of the things was the weather and you know it got cold and it rained and it it was just and then it would stop raining and then it was it was just bad um and forever i will now have people put in their special needs bag like a, a a long um trash bag because that trash bag which i know you wouldn't necessarily do like for just if you're going out for a run and it's raining. Right. But those trash bags, if you cut out the head and then the armholes, yeah. it not only blocks the wind, but it also blocks the rain. And it makes a huge difference in how much, like your body temperature. And I mean, it, I, it made the difference between going hypothermic and not going hypothermic for our athletes. And that's something that's like, it's not expensive. It's very accessible. It's something you could use in a pinch. Like, you know, if you're on vacation and you forgot your rain jacket and it's, you know, you need something, those trash bags can be... I mean, they can be a lifesaver. Yeah. Well, and we actually do, um, you know, almost, you know, all of our our races, we will show up with those if we we think Mm -hmm. it's going to be rainier because it is something that you can discard. um, And we we all run around, get, you know, going Mm -hmm. to the store, you're not going to pack them. So we just go to the store and we get our our bags um, and cut the armholes and knuckles out. It's like a little poncho while you're you're waiting. It's tough. It would be tough, you know... (laughs) Actually, have a friend of mine who actually ran an entire marathon with the bag with all oh, the, with yeah. the trash bag over him. At but it California, does, all of them had it. Yeah, it, it does us. trap your heat in, it does. which is good, but it doesn't allow um, moisture to escape. You know, you just have to think about that once the condition changes to to take it off. Well, sure, if you can, gone. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so and more tips. Okay, so let's talk about. We talked about layers. We talked about the mittens. Okay. Two pairs of running tights. I have had people wear... Now, I could see you doing this. Oh, yeah. Two pairs of running tights. I am... You know, I am... I do not like the heat. When I saw you that day, I was like, she's just in, like, one pair of, like, run tights. Yeah. I mean, my legs would be like... No, I, I don't have a problem with it. I do come back and my legs are red. But to me, I have... I've run in the zero degrees with only one layer. Usually it's a little bit thicker layer. But I cannot stand the big bulk. I know. I get too hot. Well, everybody's different. (laughs) So so let's, because I wonder if our listeners have had this. So if I go out and run, so I get itches from running in a few different ways. Oh, that's a thing. It's a thing, but I get them for two different reasons. One of them is if I go out and run in cold and like, especially if I have skin that's that's exposed to that cold Mm -hmm. and then I come back in and it's like, it's like internal hives. I mean, it is, it makes me nauseous. It's awful. It is That's really the awful. change in blood flow. And so what is that? So talk it's, about I that. I think it's the change in blood flow. And so what? Like it, like the blood flow is coming back into my legs when I start to warm up again. Right. And you just get those horrendous itches. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the same thing can happen when it's because of the pounding also, like the, the pounding of the running. It's the same thing. It's a blood flow thing and the nerves coming back on. Well, and so that, well, and I also read, and maybe, you know, so, so I'm going to tell our listeners, why not? Yeah. So if I, so I, if I take off more than like, it's usually like anywhere from five to eight days, if I don't run, Mm -hmm. then when I go back to run, I get, I get internal itches that are just like they're awful they're like hives inside and i i read or like i had a nurse tell me that they were like the mast cells they sort of collect in your legs and then when i go run again and they and i pound and it it like releases releases the histamine and it's like yeah it's awful yeah that is like we'll put a link in the show notes for you guys who are more interested in the science on that yeah so what else are we going to do um so you could do two pairs of tights and not put on cotton sweatpants as your layer, as your mm. other layer. Um, okay, one of my favorite things that I've discovered over, oh, I just for the last 10 years or so, is that vest. And you did yeah. see me running in your that vest. vest. Great. That vest is awesome. It's like a little puffer vest that goes over the top. Um, and it, that really is keeping your core warm mm-hmm. so that you don't have too many layers mm-hmm. then on your arms yeah. when you then start to overheat. At least for me, that's how I, I feel. So if you haven't, if you don't have a running vest, winter running vest. Those are awesome. I have like three now. I'll well, you know, more. so the thing that I find that is super helpful is I have a really thin that, well, I was wearing a, that very thin windproof um, Patagonia jacket. Oh, yes. that's just like, you know, it's, it's, and it just blocks that wind and it makes a, that I can wear that. And often even on cold days, I can run with just like a long sleeve shirt underneath it. And that maybe like a little fleece. And then that, I feel like that again, it's that wind for me that really is. Yeah. It, and that was a really a windy day too. Yeah. when I saw you. Um, okay. We talk about the wool running socks. Do you have any, do you, what do you wear on your feet? I, you know, I just, I, yeah. Oh no. She's going to say cotton. Do not tell me. It's I cotton. mean, I just have, I don't even know. Like I know socks are such a big deal and I have like these five pair that I love and I don't even know what they are. <laughs> I know. Okay, guys, try out, try out the wool running socks. There's a variety out there for me. I see people with, like, the big, fuzzy, big, thick ones. I can't do that because I feel like there's just not enough, you know, room in my shoe and, and everyone's feet swell. You know, your feet swell when you're running. When you're Bombas. running far. Oh, my gosh. oh well, that's a good brand. You see? She's showing you, me these sweaty socks. You doubted. You doubted my socks. <laughs> Those are good. Um, okay, but you can still get... Like, when you have the wool, it, if they're thin, they're still working really well. So you don't have to get, like, big, fluffy, poofy no. socks. That... And I feel like the wool is also good for um, blister resistant. Like, I feel people yeah. really get yeah. it. It's a good... Yeah. Um, okay. So then, um, what do you wear on your head? Um, I feel like the most effective thing is just, it's like a, something that wraps around my ears. So it's like, yes. a, yeah, like the hats are too much. And I feel like the wind like goes up, up like you can feel it go up underneath. <laughs> I know the blessed wind, right? I'm at a battle. I'm at war. So I feel like the wind will go up under the hat and it like doesn't really work. But this thing like kind of is snug down. And then the, the, um, windproof vest that I wear has a little hat so I can pull it up over if I need to. Oh, but a I hood. Like yeah. A little bit of a hood. Just sometimes it has to be pretty cold. Usually that hood is actually too much. Yeah, I cannot do a hat. Mm-hmm. I'm like you. I will do the headband. Um, I do have this thing. So when it is, you know, feels like or effective temperature of ten and be- ten and below, I I will not run below zero. Mm-hmm. I just think it's, you know, I I don't think it's super healthy to be mm-hmm. out there for that. Um, but um, I will wear this thing that's it's a 
I'm going to say the dessert. I mess it up every time. It's a bal- balaclava. I think I said it correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Instead of the yeah, baklava. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I typically say baklava, and that's some sort of dessert. <laughs> it's a dessert. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know. But it's a combination of, it's a fitted um, hood yeah. with um, a balaclava yeah. piece that can go over. I never keep it over my nose and mouth. I always start off with it and then yeah. it ends up coming down because I feel like it's like much. a mask. It's, it's too, like much, too much. But it does cover like my chin and my neck really well and it covers my ears yeah. and my head. So when it's that that cold and it's made out of a, a really good technical water wicking material yeah. so it's not like this big heavy hat that's yeah. real furry or fuzzy or um, it, it just it's perfect yeah. for those days. Um were you going to say something? I started it. Oh, just that, 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 like, you know, when I wear that thing around my ears and then my, my jacket, like, zips up so oh, yeah, that I yeah. can create that, you know, block that wind and then it, you can moderate that, you know, because I feel like you're constantly, like, adjusting for your temperature. So you end up at a little bit, the cold air goes in, you right. come back up, it warms it yeah, up. Yeah, because, so. you know, if you're out there, you're tur- you're making turns, you're, you're facing the wind sometimes mm-hmm. and not facing it other times. Yeah. So having an adjustable, yeah, absolutely. Okay, what else? We got fleece neck gaiters. I love those. That's mm. just, again, it's yes. something you can, those those are really nice. Um, so what about, um, let's talk about shoe wear in the, in our area in Kansas City, we get, we don't get a ton of snow. Um, I have used yak tracks in the past, oh, you know, when it's, well, that was more like when running in Chicago, where we had accumulations of a lot of snow. Mm. And the yak tracks are like, I'll put a link in the show notes, um, but it's just something you strap over your shoe. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like um, what you might put over hiking boots or something. Yeah. Um, and it just gives you some really good traction. But what I've noticed here in Kansas City is that maybe you start off with a snowy section, but then there's sections of the road that aren't snowy. So Mm-mm. this thing on your on the your shoes is it doesn't work out but i've what i've gone to doing is no (laughs) she's gonna kill me Um, what i recommend is the trail (laughs) shoes so i and it wasn't until i began trail running that you know then i had a pair of trail running shoes but if you live in an area where you know you are going to come across having some snow and some snowy days or some of that like mixture of snow and pavement um the trail running shoes are awesome. It just gives you enough traction um, that you can actually then go for your run and not have to do a treadmill run. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever run in your trail shoes in the snow? No. And I, you know, I I did a, a swim run race a couple years ago that was super fun. And like you swim with, and you have to wear your run shoes with like while you swim it's a whole race it's super what? i know they're it's they're super fun it's bananas no yeah you do. i would drown you wouldn't you it's a whole thing I but bet you have to sign a waiver before I, you get in the pool with your shoes you know you're in the lake with your shoes oh my god i know and then oh, you have to run no. like you run in a wetsuit you run you like you swim in your tennis shoes it's a great it's they're so it's super fun Mm-mm. they're called swim only for strong runners no i mean strong swimmers no because you get to use this pool boy that's like the size of like oh. a mattress and so it holds your legs up with the shoes it's oh like, okay well it's then, really fun. then i would and you get to it. do it tethered to another human being Oh no! I know. That anyway, sounds like torture. I've gotten off track. <laughs> but my point is, is that's really the only time I've run in trail shoes. Trail shoes, like I. Don't. So what did you did you get up and run on the trail afterwards? Is that it? Is that yeah. why? Yeah. Oh, so it's like okay. swim, run, swim, run. So you do like different. You alternate segments through the whole day, and so you like you know swim, run, swim, run. Swim. So you like swim in your run stuff, and then you run in your swim stuff, and it's like a whole thing. Sounds and you're tethered to another person. 
<laughs> it's really fun. Okay. Anyway, I digress. I we'll don't run much in trail shoes. Notes for that race. <laughs> I run in my tennis shoes. Our next challenge. Um, so I think um, it's worth investing in that if you know you're going to have an area where you are going to come across some snow. The only time I won't run in the snow is when it's super deep or powdery. You know, like that's ridiculous. If your form is drastically changing. Well, so we're let not me ask you about it. that because when I did um, the Pikes Peak Ascent earlier this summer. Oh yeah, and they had. Not for the, for the, for some people they'd recommended that you get the yak tracks and you put them on. So they just look like, they basically look like spikes you put on the bottom of your shoe. But I just wondered about, because I have like issues with my feet and I just try to be really careful about that. I wondered about like, doesn't it change like how you hit the ground and how your foot rolls through? Like, are they okay to just throw on and go use? Cause they made me a little bit nervous when I thought about like how I would plant my foot and how I would roll through. Um, it. It, when you look at them, you might think that yeah. and worry about it a little bit. And I think the, you, your first few, maybe your first mile or something in them or whatever, or, you know, your first few steps, actually, you'll get a feel for it. And it's not that bad. Okay. Um, okay. But you make a good point that anytime you do si- try something new, yeah. right? You Just like if you get a new pair of shoes, sure. a new make and model or whatever, the recommendation is that... You, you know, use them for short runs first to, to bring them, you know, make sure you don't have any issues with them and that your body can adjust to them. Um, and the same would go for that. So say you had a 20 mile run planned and this was your first snow, you're not going to just put on those yak tracks and then go run 20 sure, miles. You would sure. want to do that in um, so at some shorter distances and make sure everything was okay. But yeah. I really think my favorite thing is just to have a pair of trail running shoes. So... Most brands of shoes have a trail running version. So some of the good brands. Mm. So like if it's Saucony or Brooks or whatever, Adidas, they all have like a trail run, running shoe. And I think it's worth having them if you're going to end up having to run um, in the snow over the winter, just having a dedicated pair for that. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. Okay. What else do we want to talk about here? Um Let's let's go back to the mental part of things for a second, because I what I ask for what I suggest people do is we and we've talked about this facing your running demons. Mm-hmm. We had a podcast about that, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, um, you know, you, you can have this um, back and forth with yourself about whether to go out into that cold. People, it's just it's just get out the door. Yeah. How are you going to get out the door? It's the same thing that you might face just to go on your run or your workout mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's just worse because it's going to be cold out there. Um, what I tell myself is get through that first mile, but I have to talk myself into it. I'm not going to regret it. I tell myself I'm not going to regret it Yeah. once I'm out there. Um, when, and I ha- like maybe come up with a mantra for myself. It's just, I, I will feel warmer. I will feel warmer soon. It will be worth it. You know, I just keep talking to myself and using those. Um, and you have to f- come up with your own mantra or thing that's going to work for you. Um, but I highly recommend get started. Just know that that first 10 minutes, it's going to take 10 minutes, and then you're going to feel better. You feel better for yeah. sure. 
one of the best ways. Oh no! To be able to you know to, to get yourself to run out in the cold is to run with somebody else. Oh yes. Have accountability. Yes. Have you know a friend that's going to meet with and meet with you and or a group a yeah. group um, one of the running clubs in the area that you live in um, because now you guys can be miserable together. <laughs> and especially if you're going to go for fun coffee after. <gasps> yes, you warm up with fun and conversation and yes. it keeps your mind off of it too when you have other people to run with and you chat. Do. Misery loves company. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys, do it. Just do it. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, we, we are, are in this together. together. Until next time.